today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about uh, what's going on in Burlington right now. Uh, for a number of years now, as we've been doing our, our town halls with our Burlington Mayor Marianne Mead Ward, uh, she's been talking about the Urban Growth Center. In other words, that's the downtown core. That's where it was designated for the city of Burlington, uh, where intensification should be occurring. Uh, she had some major problems with it. She, I guess, has been petitioning the province, uh, well, for the last two and a half years about this. Well, uh, earlier, Ontario Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing, uh, Steve Clark, actually visited Burlington well, didn't, and announced that the province is actually moving the Urban Growth Center away from downtown and closer to the Burlington GO station, which I know we're all familiar with. Uh, it's a major move for the Burlington City Council. Uh, Mayor Ward says it's probably Burlington's biggest planning decision ever and follows a decade of complaints that the development was not aligned with the vision that residents had for the city. They did not see the cherished character of our downtown and lakefront being protected and being preserved. And this is a big part of the reason that we uh, in Burlington elected a new mayor and five new members of council in 2018. Uh, and uh, while she was one of the, well, she was a, a sitting councillor, but of course became mayor uh, just after that election. And this was one, as she mentioned, one of the key problems that uh, Burlington residents were facing. Uh, has it been resolved? Well, not everybody's happy with the Municipal uh, Affairs Department's decision on this. Uh, joining us to talk about this is uh, Michael Collins Williams. Uh, Michael is the Chief Executive Officer of West End Home Builders Association. Uh, Michael, great that you could join us. Thanks for being on the program today. Good morning, Bill. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about this. I, I know you certainly know the background, and I know this. Uh, actually, it predates when uh, Marianne Mead Ward was the mayor. I remember talking about uh, former Mayor Rick Goldring about this, too. It was a very controversial issue about growth and how we are supposed to grow. Uh, just to give people the five-second history on this, a lot of this uh, is predicated on uh, a provincial government policy uh, called Places to Grow that was instituted some years ago that basically talked about intensification. We can't continue to sprawl. We need to intensify. And uh, most cities and towns seem to be on side with that in some way, shape, or form, but there's always an argument about where that growth is uh, supposed to occur. And that seemed to be the uh, the sticky issue here, wasn't it? Yeah, planning is inherently political. Uh, it's controversial where growth is going to occur. Uh, this is no different in Burlington than it is in many other communities. And uh, we are in a rapidly growing region uh, in which there are going to be these kind of controversies and, and debates uh, around planning. Uh, just to put it in broader context, right now the population of the Greater Golden Horseshoe, which is the area that stretches from Niagara to Waterloo up to Barrie and across to Peterborough, is just under 10 million people. And it's forecasted to grow to just under 15 million people by 2051. This is the pop equivalent to the population of the entire region of Greater Montreal coming to this area over the next three decades. Uh, so the, the discussions and the controversies that we're having in uh, in Burlington on where to house uh, this volume of people is is a similar discussion uh, as is occurring in a number of other uh, communities, and you know there there are challenges. Well, and and I guess there's a, a two-sided question to this, isn't there? Really, Michael, it's uh, where are you going to put them, and, and and what kind of accommodation are you going to put them? It's it's a it's a challenge uh, for your industry, and certainly for the elected officials in those particular towns. In this case, Burlington. And I certainly empathize with uh, with those elected officials that are are faced with these challenges. Um, you know, existing residents um, who are choosing a community that they want to live in and are are proud of their community and. Um, 
want to live there and, and elect their, their local politicians to uh, to support their views. Um, you know, it, it's challenging when you have this volume of growth coming. Uh, but growth brings both challenges and opportunities. And I think we've seen in the last uh, number of months uh, a significant escalation of housing prices. And this is a reflection of an imbalance between supply and demand. And again, this is not just a Burlington issue. This is uh, occurring right across the region. Um, the population figures that I, I cited before are, are sort of what is forecast. But if you go back in time, the previous decade, uh, Ontario's population grew by about 600,000 people from uh, 2010 to 2015. But this actually accelerated, and the growth from 2015 to 2020 was uh, close to a million people. Yet despite that significant increase in growth, um, the amount of housing completions, uh, the new amount of new homes, and this is everything from a single-family home to a condo, built in the region barely budged. Um, so we're certainly behind the eight ball in terms of uh, the amount of housing that we're building. And uh, this sort of leads us right into some of the uh, discussions and controversy perhaps uh, behind uh, downtown Burlington uh, and what kind of community it is today and what kind of community it may look like in the future. Which can sometimes lead to conflict. And, and by the way, I should mention that, well, our listeners, uh, the Hamilton listeners anyway would know that I spent nine years on Hamilton City Council back in the day. And all nine years I was on the planning committee, so I understand exactly what's going on. And I, I don't look at, at developers as, as bad guys or good guys or politicians as good guys or bad guys. It's got to be a, a collaboration here. If you want to make the city grow and prosper and, and grow properly, uh, there's got to be some discussion. And, and that means both sides sitting down at the table and trying to find some commonality here uh, but there just seemed to be uh, 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 this this approach with Burlington and, and it had to do of course with the designation of, of the downtown is where that urban growth was supposed to occur which is as you know from your experience Michael what has happened in many other cities uh, but a number of people on the Burlington Council didn't want to see that happen and uh, we had a couple of trips to the Ontario Municipal Board and it, it got pretty ugly there for a while didn't it? Uh, it did uh, and I'm hopeful going forward we can turn a page and uh, there can be a more collaborative approach. Um, our industry and our association is obviously disappointed uh, by the decision that the province has made. Uh, that being said, I certainly believe that the GO station lands, the Burlington GO, uh, Appleby, Aldershot, are, are fantastic places and that places that growth should be directed. Uh, but given the amount of growth that is anticipated and given uh, what has happened to the cost of housing over the past number of years, uh, we certainly believe that uh, there should be more options and more opportunities on the table, including downtown Burlington. And I would just add to that that these are very different communities. Um, downtown Burlington tends to attract uh, empty nesters, uh, folks from the existing communities in Burlington that are uh, perhaps getting a little older and don't want to live in a larger home, perhaps don't want to do stairs anymore, uh, wanting to live in a vibrant, complete community with access to amenities, uh, restaurants, uh, city halls there, the hospitals there. Uh, there's a lot of fantastic things in downtown Burlington, and I, I certainly understand the perspective from some people that they don't want to see a lot of change in terms of new housing and development. But the flip side of that is a lot of people want to live there, uh, and there is demand there. Um, for that type of, uh, for that type of live, work, play community. Um, this contrasts with the ghost station lands, which again, 
they should be designated for growth. They are designated for growth. Uh, but the type of buyers up there, um, a little further north of downtown Burlington, uh, tend to be younger. Uh, the units tend to be a little bit smaller and, and more affordable. Uh, and it tends to be a little more of uh, the commuter lifestyle with uh, people hopping on and off uh, the GO train to head to uh, downtown Toronto or other places for work. So um, we don't necessarily see these two communities as interchangeable they are they are different and it's a different um, market and a different buyer profile in terms of who wants to live there and we should also mention that uh, when we talk about the, the 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 problem with the urban growth center it, it we talk about downtown you may think around burlington city hall and that's certainly part of it but it extended all the way down to the waterfront and uh, there were some controversial proposals about high rises in those particular areas too and michael everybody always points to toronto as the worst case example you know where uh, if you want to see the waterfront in toronto you've got to buy a condo that looks out onto it because you simply can't see it even from the gardner expressway uh that's that's some people would suggest growth gone wild. How do you find middle ground? How do you find a way to do that so it's compatible with, with what the community is looking for? These are the important conversations that we need to continue to have. Uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to have these conversations uh, with the mayor, with council, uh, with the planning department, because uh, city building is a collaborative exercise. Uh, it takes uh, the industry, it takes communities, uh, it takes our uh, locally elected politicians, uh, and it takes provincial policy. Uh, you mentioned off the top uh, that the growth plan is a provincial document. Um, it sets the growth targets. It sets density and intensification targets with the idea being that um, we, we can't continue to grow like we did in previous decades, that we need to have more of an effort of building up and not out. Um, but I would add that that uh, building up means that we're building in existing communities uh, and we're going to be rubbing shoulders a little bit uh, and elbows a little bit with uh, with those existing communities and that's where uh, we get to some of these controversial discussions where, where people don't necessarily want to see their communities change. Um, my background, I'm a professional planner and uh, one of the things that the urban planning profession often looks at is sometimes the local interest is different than the public interest which is why there is a broader provincial growth plan encouraging intensification uh, to utilize existing infrastructure uh, and resources uh, and maximize those opportunities. Uh, and downtown Burlington certainly uh, has a lot of great amenities um, and, and a lot of reasons why people um, want to choose to live down there. So uh, despite the Urban Growth Center being moved, we're going to continue looking for opportunities for uh, perhaps different types of growth going forward, uh, but that does mean that the city needs to work with the industry to make sure that we have a, a zoning framework in place so that some intensification can still occur. Well, because part of the smart growth plan has to be environmental issues as well. And I know that when they talk about growth, and as you mentioned, uh, the encouragement from the government was to grow up and not out. Uh, we can't have urban sprawl because uh, it's just way too costly for a number of reasons. But you'd, you'd like to be able to, and I know a lot of people that are potentially thinking of moving to areas like that, uh, would say, okay, I don't want, I don't want to own a car. I just want to be close to everything so I can walk, go to where I want. If I need to go someplace, you know, public transit will be there for me, uh, in the occasion that I need that. So those, those are all some of the requirements that are needed uh, but you've 
point out to something that is maybe one of the uncomfortable truths and one of the, the factors here that needs to be addressed uh, is that some jurisdictions, and I think Burlington was one of them, I know uh, Hamilton, Ancaster, where I live, has these as well. They put, in and for years now they've been in place, uh, growth limits. In other words, a building can only be so high, so many stories high in situations like this. Uh, and, and those sometimes have been in place for many, many years. And, and there's a comfort level, I guess, with the people that have lived there. Uh, yet, is, is that incompatible with what the province is asking municipalities to do to grow up? I wouldn't go as far as saying incompatible, but I think that there are some uh, some changes that need to be made in terms of public policy at the local level. Um, we do have a provincial growth plan, uh, and I'd say that this is not a, uh, a partisan issue. The growth plan was brought in under a Liberal government in 2006. It's been amended a number of times, but the growth plan, uh, for all intents and purposes, has survived multiple changes in government to sort of guide growth uh, to, as you mentioned, those more higher-density, transit-oriented intensification. I think the challenge here is politics can be very local. So when you're talking about density and intensification in the abstract, um, it sounds great. But when that density and intensification is suddenly uh, a condo or apartment building uh, being built around the corner, uh, that makes people feel, in some cases, uncomfortable uh, and that leads to a lot of the very local uh, political battles and, and uh, discussions that um, sort of wind up in the media uh, or um, some public meetings that sometimes get, a, I'll say, a little out of hand. Um, but we need to have a better planning framework at the local level uh, that reflects the need to increase housing supply uh, in an incremental fashion to deal with the amount of growth and the amount of housing demand that is coming. And I think one of the biggest problems at the local level is in many cases, zoning decades out of date. It gives a false impression of what future growth is going to look like, and that doesn't serve anybody well. It does not serve my members well, who are builders and developers, and uh, building new communities, building new housing supply, because we're dealing with regulations that are not uh, in conformity with provincial policy. It does not serve communities well because it gives them a false sense of what um, the community is going to look like because the zoning doesn't fit in with what the, uh, the provincial policy framework and what the growth realities are. And then unfortunately, local politicians are sort of caught in the middle having to implement a policy framework um, towards more intensification and density, yet the tools they have, the debt zoning, uh, is not up to date. So um, whether it's Burlington or whether it's Hamilton, uh, we're certainly, as an industry, uh, encouraging municipalities to, uh, to update their zoning to help facilitate the kind of uh, housing supply that we need uh, without going through a three- or four-year process. And you mentioned earlier litigation at the Ontario Municipal Board or local appeals tribunal. I, I don't think anybody wants to end up in these uh, controversies or these uh, battles where we're all fighting with each other. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot better if all sides can come together 
work together and, and build better communities in the future. Do you have the tools? I mean, both sides, about the, the, as a planner and, and as a developer, or do, do those two entities have enough tools at their disposal to be able to find that middle ground? I, I mean, I know, for instance, from an aesthetic standpoint, I mean, there are things you can do about, you know, the way buildings are constructed, the, the materials that are used, facades and things of this nature. Uh, there's there's, a, there's some leeway either way here. Is that enough? Oh, that is a very good question. And unfortunately, I don't have a, a crystal ball or an easy answer. Uh, I think going back to how we started the conversation, the volume of growth that is anticipated to be coming to this region, and this region is the fastest growing region in North America, and the federal government has just increased its immigration targets um, as part of post-pandemic recovery to, to bring more people, more workers, more growth into the country. Um, it is going to be a challenge. And I think there are going to continue to be difficult conversations, such as this whole issue around the downtown Burlington uh, Urban Growth Centre, about where we are going to build the necessary supply of housing uh, to meet growing demand and to try to keep home prices and rents in in check. So are there tools available? Yes. But are those tools going to be easily implementable where everybody is sort of holding hands in agreement as to the direction we're going to go? Uh, unfortunately not. Um, planning is inherently political, and uh, for better or for worse, there are a lot of different perspectives. And, and I guess just to finish off, we're just about out of time here, and I don't need to do this on a sour note, but, I mean, uh, growth is going to happen. I mean, that's 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 a done deal. I mean, uh, you know, the province has set goals. People are coming to this area. They're going to need places to live. That's what it comes down to. So uh, the hope is, I guess, uh, and the ultimate goal is to have everybody, uh, if not on the same page, at least understanding each other's side that it's going to have to happen, and there are going to have to be some common elements here to this. So uh, it's uh, – it's, it's quite a target to try to achieve, Michael, I, and uh, it's very difficult from both ends to do this. Uh, I appreciate your work on this and, uh, and the great work that you and your organization have done. Uh, let's uh, keep the discussion going, and hopefully we'll talk again down the road. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. Michael Collins-Williams, of course, the Chief Executive Officer of the West End Home Builders Association. Uh, and you may remember Mayor, Mayor Ward uh, had told us that you know, they've done their and revised their official plan uh, to try to keep up with some of these changes that, that Michael was referring to as well. But it's, uh, it's a moving target, and it's going to be very difficult for both sides, both the political end and the development, to try to find that commonality. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.